Hey everybody, and welcome to a special edition of Knocked Conscious, broadcasting live, or recorded live, from the Treehouse in Phoenix, Arizona. Today we're doing a special, it's an interview that I conducted back on October 30th, 2017, so just over three years ago. The reason I wanted to release this one today is because it's election day, November 3rd, 2020, and Prop 207 is on the ballot for Arizona. That's for the legalization of recreational cannabis. Um, I did an interview about hemp and CBD oil with Anthony S. Pico. If you remember Anthony, he was the astrologer, the professional astrologer of 34 years who came in our, uh, on our podcast uh, and did a two-parter with us, uh, did a reading for Chris, which was really accurate. But um, here is my interview from three years ago. I hope it still has some uh, good information in it, but um, I figured it was appropriate to release on Election Day considering it's up for vote. And just for the record, I believe that Prop 207 will pass 51.3% to 48.7%. Um, I'm hoping that prediction's correct because that would make me feel really cool about it. But I hope you enjoy it. Here it is. And welcome and good evening, everybody, once again to... Cosmic Tuesdays, which is heard every Monday evening on the Hazy Radio Network. Uh, my name is Anthony Pico, and I am your host, as I always am. Uh, I am a professional astrologer with uh, well, about thirty, almost thirty-two years of experience at this point, and I'm also just a very curious person that has always made a point of investigating stuff that interests me, and most of it has been relatively paranormal or abnormal or whatever normal you want to call it. And we discuss anybody I can interview. I drag them on here every Monday evening. Uh, that's from 9.30 to 11 p.m. on the Hey Z radio network. Uh, there are two goals to this show, okay? I like to interview all types of people, um, cover all kinds of discipline, uh, all kinds and sorts of skills, all kinds of knowledge. And uh, your job, if you want to take it up, is to listen. And if you like something a guest says, then take it and use it and make it yours and if you don't like some of what they say then ignore that stuff okay i think the time has come uh in for all of us to create our own personal spirituality uh yes i know we're all one with the universe and we're all very connected but we're also very distinct people and each one of us came in with our own viewpoint our own goals our own skills and abilities to add to this uh big crazy mess we call the universe so one size no longer fits all is a big theme of this issue of uh, this show and what you can do about uh, your own spirituality also the second reason you are not alone okay uh, many people are interested in these things that up until now have not been considered mainstream and normal and all that stuff but times are uh, are changing you know i think we're heading back to uh, a period of time when we respected some of these things a little more often okay and uh, what else? What else? That's it for now, I guess. So that means that means I'm basically turning to my uh, my guest, who is named man named Mark Pauls, P-U-L-S Pauls, and uh, he was on a few weeks ago to talk about his own spirituality and his growth and where it's taken him. And we're going to touch some more on that tonight. But uh, right now we're going to start with a nice long discussion about uh, CBD oil, um, cannabis. Um, and uh, cannab uh, hemp is a use of what it can be used for. There are many, many things it can be used for. As a matter of fact, Mark, uh, my guest Mark sent me this great article that I've been reading about how uh, 
in the 1940s, Henry Ford built a car out of hemp, which he then used hemp fuel to run it. Um, and it did really, really well. And for some odd reason, um, it was suppressed. Now, yes, this is the same stuff. Hemp is the same stuff as you... Uh, as you smoke, if you're that, if you're so inclined to be uh, a pot smoker, but there's much, much, much more to hemp and uh, cannabis and CBD oil than just getting high. And uh, our guest tonight is uh, is an entrepreneur and uh, and fascinated and drawn to this this stuff. And I have known nothing almost about it, um, so we're going to find out tonight. Mark, are you there? I am, sir. How are you? Ah, welcome back. Welcome back. Thanks um, for having me. Yeah, and always joyful. Um, hemp. Okay. Uh, this is such a loaded topic, and, and, and I know that uh, hemp was actually very, very useful for a long, long time. I mean, I think, I think Jefferson and Washington had forests of hemp, or at least grew hemp for its usage to make rope and other stuff. But we decided in the 1930s to make it illegal, which is... To me, terribly funny that anybody tries to make a plant illegal. You know, it's like we're going to arrest you and throw you in jail. It's like what the hell? So, uh, but you've gotten more into the, lately. Even though it's been banned in many levels, people are actually taking a pretty fresh look at what hemp can and cannot do throughout history, throughout medical, plastic, rope, all kinds of things. So I'm just curious. Uh, where do you want to start with this? Where do you what, what what first, you know, what can we be done with? Well, you you're, excuse me, I'm having I'm <laughs> no worries. It's <laughs> it's so, been a long well, day for me. <laughs> where what is cannabis? I think, start with the oil. Yeah. Yeah. Start with the oil. I think what we want to start with is yeah. kind of separating marijuana and hemp. There's a, there's a distinct difference between the two. Cannabis is the mother plant of both. So to use an analogy, marijuana and hemp are kind of like siblings, but like many siblings, they're siblings, they're very different. So you're not smoking hemp. You're generally smoking marijuana for its euphoric properties. Hemp is much more used in industrial and other applications. So that's the first delineation between the two. Um, are you familiar with THC, the property that yeah. gets you the high? Yes, tetrahydrocannabinol, I believe it's, and it's that's the stuff when I mean, you smoke, you get oh, messed up. Or that's where fun. you get <laughs> exactly you get giggly, right? Yeah. Get giggly and hungry. Um, so one of the biggest differences between the two plants is that hemp has 0.3 percent or less THC content. Marijuana can have 17 to 117 times that amount in it. So that's one of your biggest differences. You're not getting the high from hemp like you would from marijuana. Um, the other part of it is that uh, marijuana must be kind of controlled in its growth. Grow houses, things like that. It's pretty sensitive of a plant. Hemp can almost be grown, I don't want to say everywhere, but pretty much anywhere. It's, it doesn't it, require much care. It's essentially a weed. I mean, it's, it's it is. It's called weed for a reason. That's where <laughs> weed came from. Exactly. That that's exactly right. Yeah. So um, we actually have people already. I, I didn't realize. I'm I'm very ignorant of this topic, but we have people in the chat room. Um, Bill, one of our regulars, is talking about how his dad grew over a hundred acres of hemp during World War II. He has a family picture from 1945 with the 12 foot hemp plants in the background. It was raised to make rope for the Navy. So there you go. That's correct. 
Exactly. And as a matter of fact, the USS Constitution had 60 tons of hemp sails and rigging in 1760. Mm. So it, it, it made sails. It was used for rope, clothing. As a matter of fact, part of the War of 1812 was disputed over hemp as a crop. Wow. It was used as legal tender back in the 1700s. And Jeff, to your point, Jefferson, Washington grew it. Uh, Jefferson actually has a patent that separated the stock. It was called, I think, that, the hemp break, I believe is what it was called. And it helped separate that the fibers for it. Kind That's like, pretty interesting. Kind of like a cotton gin for hemp, I guess. Huh? Exactly. Yeah, it's a perfect analogy for it. Um, and it makes great rope. We know. I know from just experience, we can make paper out of it. We can make clothing out of it. We can make. So all these things were very valid until it became, you know, um, tarred with the whole drug addict stuff going on. But, right. Exactly. And they lump those two together, and it's easy to do that because there are some similar traits to both, correct? Even though the concentrations aren't there, it's easy for lobbyists of pharmaceutical companies, uh, lumber mills, uh, cotton, you know, other fiber companies, uh, fuel companies that drill to combat, you know, hemp as a whole. It's easy to hold down a plant like that, but you'd be surprised. Anything that can be made out of fossil fuels, you can actually make out of hemp oil. And it's renewable. Yeah, and it's sustainable. It's renewable. As a matter of fact, the um, the emissions from a hemp hemp burning uh, engine is actually fertilizer for the next crop. It's not the caustic <laughs> things that we're breathing in here. So uh, there's an interesting article about that specifically with fuel, where um, one acre of hemp can make up to 300 gallons of uh, fuel, or 300 barrels of fuel. fuel. Wow. And basically, you did, a, if you, and it can grow in so many different places, right? Like we said, it's a weed. 100 million acres is 300 million barrels of oil, and we only use half of that in this country a year. So we actually could almost single-handedly completely get off of fossil fuels and use this uh, hemp oil. Provided, of course, people wanted us off fossil fuel. Right, but who does, right? We do. Yes. The people people in control don't, right? And that's, that's kind of, those are the things that I'm trying to help awaken or show to people is there's a lot of lobbyists out there that don't want to give up the control of what they have. Uh, yeah. Pharmaceuticals are a great example as well. Well, um, pharmaceutical is part of it, but it just seems to me that if you're if you're a forester and you're cutting grass to make paper, if you're uh, if you're an oil executive, of course, you know, um, you definitely yes. want to uh, squash it too. And uh, I don't know how much has actually been how how much research has actually been done uh, using CBD oil. I mean, right now it's. I know it's, it's growing exponentially. Okay. Yeah, it's absolutely growing exponentially. Uh, we actually have a product that is legal in all 50 states because of the way we cultivate it and how we grow it and where we get it from. Um, what's interesting, if we could go back to 1937 when the original medical marijuana or the Marijuana Act, uh, the Marijuana Tax Act, it lumped hemp and marijuana together. Mm. called reefer madness right uh you're gonna you're gonna go crazy if you take this stuff well that was actually a lobby between the lumber mills and the newspapers they didn't want competition for paper i mean that's a part of it so right there off of the bat there was a lobby that just didn't want us to be part of that and of course once you make something illegal it's pretty hard to do research on it that's Uh, correct you know it kind of just closes the door i mean it's been known for a long time that that 
there's the marijuana you smoke and there's the marijuana you either make hemp out of or, or catnip is a form of marijuana. It just doesn't, yes. doesn't work on us humans. Uh, exactly. But the cats definitely enjoy it. So. Cats absolutely enjoy it. And that's what's kind of funny about that, too. In 1937, it was grown on farms in large extents, and it was actually in the feed. And the cows ate it, and the pigs ate it, and the chickens ate it, ate it, and we ate those chickens, cows, and pigs. So we were getting a very natural uh, influx of, of cannab- cannabinoids as a whole. Mm. Cannabinoid is a chemical substance in cannabis. CBD happens to be the highest concentration or the strongest, the one showing the most uh, positive feedback. But we actually have a system in our body called the endocannabinoid system. And it was only discovered 30 years ago. Now, okay. the analogy I use is this. We have hemoglobin in our blood, in our red blood cells, correct? Right. When we breathe oxygen or when we breathe air, the oxygen attaches to the hemoglobin. That's what oxygenates our blood. If we did not have hemoglobin in our body, we would not survive. Our blood would not be oxygenated. So the question then begs is, why do we have a system that readily has receptors for cannabinoids if we don't feed that system? Okay. Yes. It's, it's, it, it's, the body's a very efficient thing. It doesn't just make systems redundantly. It's, it actually is very efficient, and there's a reason for everything in our body. And we, we're starting to discover that. And since 1937, in the 80 years that it's been illegal, look at the obesity rates, uh, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. Hmm. Uh, mood disorders, depression. It, you can almost, I, you know, I can't 100% promise that that's where it is, but if you reel that back, it, there's, a, there's a definite correlation there. Yeah, we've I moved in a lot of things in the past 70 years or so that have, uh, or more that have messed with, with natural stuff. I mean, True. yeah, hemp became illegal. We also started treating a lot more medicines with pills, and we started doing more genetic growing of crops. And it could all be part of the same thing. I mean, at least if nothing else, the, ca- the hemp there people were eating through their cows and pigs and chickens was at least organically done. It wasn't like Monsanto, you know, That's re- correct. reprogrammed it to grow a certain way. And yeah. uh, just for a historical line, and I'm not going to, I'm not even going to come close to covering uh, the last 8,000 years, but I do want to say that uh, from a, a website we have in the year 6,000 uh, BC, uh, cannabis seeds and oil were used for food in China. Uh, textiles are made of hemp in 4,000 BC. Um, it was used as medicine in 27. It's very specific. 2737 BC <laughs> for the Emperor Shen Neng of China. I mean, it, well, it was recorded, so I guess yeah, that would make sense, right? <laughs> uh, hemp rope appears in Greece in 200 BC. Uh, 500 AD, the Jewish Talmud mentions the euphoriant properties of cannabis. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's obviously been used for a long, long time, and the door got slammed shut. You know, absolutely. And, and part of that too, besides the people you mentioned, the oil and paper people, is that we also had the uh, what happened in the late in the mid 30s was that prohibition was was uh, uh, abandoned. So now That's alcohol correct. was available, and the poor people that went around breaking up all the stills now had to find work. So they also lobbied to have marijuana declared as a dangerous drug, yada, 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 so they could have work to do. And, and the truth is, hemp basically is competition for so many industries. And that's what it came down to. It really steps on everyone's toes, right? Um, if what's interesting is the the product that we make, the CBD oil we make, the byproduct of that makes products like hempcrete. Hempcrete is hempcrete is a building material. Now you've heard of a zero carbon footprint, right? 
it actually has a negative carbon footprint. It actually filters the air. It's not. It's antimicrobial, antibacterial, antifungal. We've actually made buildings out of these. We made one for Earth Day, and it, you, we held a blowtorch to it. it. Didn't catch on fire. It filters the air. It doesn't have mold. It's unbelievable. So you're, when you're saying hempcrete, you're saying something like concrete. So is this something that it's like that? Yeah, like a building material, and it gets poured into blocks and whatnot, and you build for it. Okay, that's that's correct. They also have hemp fiberboard as well, kind of that replaces like uh, drywall. It's actually waterproof and the same thing, negative carbon footprint. Here, here we're talking about negative carbon footprint, global warming, all these things. There's a natural plant that has these types of characteristics. Hmm. Well, that's pretty interesting. Um, but can any of this, I mean, you have hempcrete and you have the, these things you're discussing, but can any of this be produced legally in any kind of mass way in the United States at this point? At this point, it's starting to turn. I believe in 2014, uh, President Obama had allowed hemp to be grown. Uh, I know there are st- states like my state of Arizona, I have a medical marijuana card because the state's rights over the federal rights. Right. Colorado grows a lot of uh, what they call boutique hemp. We actually grow ours uh, overseas or in another country. We import it. And there's not a loophole, but we work within the law. As long as the hemp is grown, uh, imported from the mature stock of a hemp plant and has less than 0.3% THC, we actually are legal. So we actually bring the product to the United States, make our products from those, and then ship them out to the, uh, to the rest of the country. Huh. I'm, I'm impressed. That's that's. Uh, so there are countries you can grow this stuff. I mean, obviously that is correct. Absolutely, it's it's funny. Canada, I believe, has a lot of industrial hemp. However, CBD is illegal. It's it's unbelievable how it's backwards for them. They their laws are extremely strict on the use of it, but industrially they can grow it. It's it's very interesting. And CBD oil. Um is it? I mean, do we know what drugs it's used in? Is it used as a drug by itself? What What are the some of the uses that it has been put to? Uh, Absolutely, yeah, I can speak to that. Um, sure? So, so CBD is actually a compound that's called cannabidiol. It is one of about a hundred or so cannabinoids that are found in hemp plant. It just happens to be a high concentration of it. We actually make a product that has up to twenty four percent. CBD in it. Um, we're finding that it has, I can't call it, anti, it's not antipsychotropic because it actually does affect the mind in a positive way in, in some in some research. Um, it's more of an anti-intoxicant where THC is more the intoxicant. Um, so you say it can help the mind without necessarily send you off on a, a high or a trip or whatever. It's just it's more like a psycho, psychoactive drug. Okay. It, it it actually battles the effects of THC. So even the trace amounts of THC that we have in our product, and we do have a zero THC product, and I'll talk about that later. Um, what's great about it is it does combat any of the psychotropic effects of THC. So our, our percentages are just, we were able to cultivate it and grow it to the point where we have a high CBD content at maturity. Hmm. Um. That's and it is easy to grow. You're absolutely right. So, 
it, uh, it is absolutely and and it is it's ant it, you know it it doesn't need uh pesticides it's non-gmo uh it actually combats p- blight whereas you know we're getting crops like corn and things that are being s- succumbed to blight and all these other pests and everything it's i don't want to say invincible but it's pretty darn tough to get rid of so do you so what you find what, hemp itself to get rid of yeah as a plant yeah absolutely. yeah hemp itself as a plant is hard for it to to have any effects to weather or other insects or any any kind of other things like that plus like you said it's sustainable and it's re- renewable I believe there's about three crop you can get three seasons in a year out of one field so wow out of, out of one field and once again it it doesn't have those effects where you have to kind of recycle the crops and all those types of things at least from the research I've done on that. So, what the biggest issue is, I guess, taking on all these, <laughs> just take on all these huge corporations, right? Taking on all these huge corporations. I mean, I, I, I'm a, I'm having a hard time with pharmaceutical companies. There's actually a pharmaceutical company in the state of Arizona that was just indicted by uh, our state attorney general. They pushed opioids on people, and you're all, everyone's heard of the opioid epidemic, right? And what happened was they were paying doctors to push opioids on their patients. And one of the claims, no, it's not. And one of the claims is that when insurance, uh, when the person couldn't afford the opioids, they would lie and say that the patient had cancer so they would cover under insurance. I mean, it runs deep. It runs very deep with this. And there's billionaires running around, walking around, you know, that are untouchable. Mm. So so just a, a quick side question. We're getting close to our first break, but we have about five or six minutes. Somebody asked, how, so does this non-THC hemp help chronic pain? Now, I know the medical marijuana is often used for people with chronic pain, but I'm wondering, is that part of what CBD oil can be used for? Absolutely. Uh, so first of all, it's a great question. I have to say this before I can continue. Of course, I am not a medical doctor. I do work with medical doctors. I work. Uh, our our uh, CEO is actually a you know a medical doctor, and as a matter of fact, if you reach out to me, I can actually get us on a phone call. It's it's that amazing. I mean, we're we're so willing to share this knowledge with people. But um, it's uh, there's a website called echoconnection.org, and it's e c h o c o n n e c t i o n dot org. And if you look under education portion of that, uh, ECHO stands for Education, Collaboration, and Hope. And there's three st- uh, there's three facets to it. The education, there's a part that shows every scientific study done with cannabinoids, cannabidiol, CBD, and a specific ailment, cancer, Parkinson's, um, fibromyalgia, depression. And you can literally go down the laundry list alphabetically. And you can see all the different studies that are done and the results that came from that. We actually work with children with a zero THC product, pure CBD. We give four, gram, four milligrams of CBD for every kilogram of weight for a child. Okay. So I'll give you an example. A child that's 110 pounds is 50 kilograms, right? 50 times 2.2. Right. So they're getting 200 milligrams a day. Our, our biggest, quote-unquote, suggest you know, we are a supplement technically, but our biggest uh, piece is a half a gram of our oil is 120 milligrams. So children are being given this for epilepsy and for, you know, very serious conditions. 
And it's very close to my heart when I see people with cancers and we'll share that story and we'll share many other stories a little bit later today. The effects that I've seen and on myself, how I've changed uh, diabetes. I'm type two diabetic and I was double digit A1C blood sugar number. I'm down to pre-diabetic numbers now. And I could not do it without the help of that. It, it was the extra push I needed to help with that. And a little quickie question before we, we head out uh, for a few minutes. Um, somebody's asking, do you, obviously there's other more than ways, what form helps? Do you take it orally? Can you, is there also a version that can be rubbed on, rubbed on as an oil or a pain, a pain medicine of some kind or cream? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a great question. I if uh, how much time do we have, Anthony, on this? Oh, you you can take it as much as you need. Okay. So, I'll, I'll give you the I'll give you the um, most potent to least potent ways to take things. Does that make sense? Sure. So, the the best way, the most effective way to get anything into your body is to actually inhale it. So, if you were to vape CBD, which we have vapes, the the lungs are designed to go directly into the bloodstream, right? We talked about that. The red blood cells are right there. Large surface area, soft tissue. The second most effective would be under the tongue. It's called sublingually, and that's soft tissue, right? There's actually little receptors underneath. So, when I take my product, I actually keep it under my tongue for a minute or two, switch it around my mouth, and then swallow it. The third way would be soft tissue like the gums. Or even rectally. A lot of cancer patients take it closest to the source of the cancer. So they'll take, like, is it a prophylactic? Is that, I believe, what they call those? Yeah, close um, enough, sure. So they would take it in the soft tissue. And then the, the next most effective way would actually be to ingest it. Ingest it. Where the ingestion, ingestion becomes an issue is more the stomach acids. It has to go through all of your organs to get to your bloodstream. So once you start taking it internally after a period of time and you have that regular amount in your body, you're pretty good to go. But the initial uh, effects are a little bit slower, if that makes sense. Okay. No, it makes enough sense. And then the last way would be topically. And we actually have a topical salve. I actually call it the gateway undrug. <laughs> you can believe that. Um, funny word, I, funny. That's, what, that's what sold me um, with my knee problem. And I'm happy to share that after the break. Okay, um, we have other questions too about uh, somebody. Zumi from the chat room is saying oil or pills, and uh, Zumi, it looks like both or more. But uh, we're going to take yeah. a break here. Um, it's time for the commercials and the, the news broadcast. And we are back once again with Cosmic Tuesdays. It is uh, October 30th, 2017. My name is Anthony Pico. We are on every uh, every Monday from 9.30 to 11 p.m., Hopefully, all is running smoothly out there in radio listening land. I am, sir. Ah, we're back. Okay, we're back. I'm hearing some beeping from our chat room. Let me just see what I can find out there. Uh, I did have somebody actually call me and ask um, something. He I, again, this is a relatively new, a new topic to me, but he said there's like CBD gum of some kind uh, called can can chew uh, or. And that it helps with IBS, among other things. I'm wondering, is there? can you offer any more information about this, what you know about it? Absolutely. Yeah, so CBD as a whole, uh, once again, I, I'll refer you to echoconnection.org, but it will talk about IBS and all these other symptoms. Um, the chewing gum is just a delivery system, to be honest, for the CBD. Right. So it's 
the gum isn't the special part. It's in my humble opinion, it's the CBD infused. Right. Of course. Um, so I work with a company who's, uh, the parent company has about five or six subsidiaries. One of them is called Axon Biomed. And I believe they made a patent for chewing gum. I'm not that well versed on it, but I do know that the patent has been, uh, approved and whatnot. And that's, uh, the stock jumped from 22 cents a share up to $19 and 85 cents a share. Uh, so in a, in a, and that was back in October of last year. So I do know that, um, other than that, I do know it's an infused gum, but there is there are patents out there for that. Okay, so you just have to dig and look a little deeper. Um, yeah, and, and to your point, like you said, there's gummies, there's chews, we have oils, pills, vapes, we have salves. I mean, there are so many different delivery methods now for this oil that are all natural. And uh, somebody is somebody apparently wants to order from you already. <laughs> uh, one of the <laughs> well, we'll talk after the show for sure. Yeah. And and uh, just to mention, where would they contact you to to order anything or to discuss the possibility of where you can direct them to? Is there a particular? I mean, they go to the absolutely. Okay. So I would I would I would direct them to galactichempire.com. dot com. Right. That is a landing page to a Facebook page that I just created. Uh, it's going to include all things hemp, but CBD is kind of my passion because. Uh, as we spoke last time, I'm, I, I want to help the world. I want to make the world better and make everybody feel better. Sure. And I believe this is my way of, of adding purpose to my passion. You know, so that that's specifically for me. You can email me directly at galactichempire.com. Uh, and if you look at the logo, it might look a little familiar, but uh, it's, it's pretty fun. <laughs> yes, so. it's a little it's an interesting <laughs> logo. And so they would just. Uh, so they can go to the Galactic Empire and find an email address there. Okay. That's Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, galacticempire at gmail.com is my email address. You can direct message Mark Poles uh, at Facebook. We have a number of different groups, both open and closed. We have fibromyalgia groups, autistic groups. We have uh, uh, empire groups. You know, It's pretty interesting. It's it's a movement for sure. And just to make but, but I'd ask that you contact me directly, and we'll get you taken care of. For okay, sure. just just to mention the website, um, in case you didn't hear it, it's Galactic Empire with an H, not Galactic Empire, but Galactic Empire uh, dot com. In case you just didn't hear it as clearly as you could have. And Bill, uh, he has one question: As the FDA and the USA obviously will not touch research into the subject. What equivalent agencies in other countries have done research, and uh, what kind of results do you know about? What do you know about other research done elsewhere? Yes, I can speak directly to that, and that is a phenomenal question. So actually, the FDA has just made an announcement that they believe that CBD and cannabinoids can be beneficial in some way. Hard. Um, if you contact me directly, I'll get you the, li- I'll get you the literature for it for sure. Um, we work directly with Mexico and Brazil. We have children in Mexico and Brazil. Part of the echoconnection.org is actually a charitable organization where we help thousands of children. Uh, there's a there's a girl named uh, Sadie, uh, Sadie that uh, had a piece of her brain removed in Mexico, and she was getting her she was getting a product of CBD. The Mexican government stepped in and said, "We'll let you. We'll let her have it." If, if we can uh, have a zero THC product. So our company actually made a zero THC product. Uh, and her father is now serving in the Mexican Senate. So he's single-handedly changing the laws as we speak. Wow. That's pretty impressive. It's pretty amazing. It's amazing how one person can make a difference. I've shook the man's hand, and I've met Sadie. It's an amazing story. It, it moves me every time. 
Yeah, I can imagine. So Mexico is the closest place. Those are the people you work through, but I guess other countries... And South America would be another one as well. Okay, yeah. Okay. And, and we just launched... Our, our company specifically just launched Europe, a European expansion in Q4 of this year. So it, it's very accepted in a lot of places. It just wasn't implemented, basically. So now we have the means to do it. So we're kind of helping do that. Mm. Now, somebody's just asking, just curious, can one get this at health food stores like Whole Foods or, or, or you know, this oil? Or is it something that has to be ordered through your company or a company like yours? There may be other companies, um, but you have to be very careful. I, I like to do apples to apples comparisons. Mm-hmm. When I see online companies selling it, I'll give you an example. Our company actually talks about the amount of CBD in each quote-unquote supplemental serving. Right. We'll say 50 milligrams of CBD. What companies will do, they'll say they have 500 milligrams of hemp oil, but they don't speak to the effectiveness of the hemp oil or the concentration. Okay. So what I like to do is I like to be specific about how much CBD is in a product because that's what we're finding is, is the bigger portion of it. Well, that's um, also how you can gauge if it's working or not. If you don't even know what's in the person, given the person, how the hell can that's you correct. that's the right amount that's, or not? Yeah. Right. And the analogy would be a gallon of oil or a gallon of gasoline, right? How do you know if it's 87 octane or 91 octane or 110 octane? Right. Uh, it's kind of an analogy like that. Um, what they talk about when they talk about the endocannabinoid system, once again, I'm not a doctor, but the research talked about a normal healthy human being getting about 50 milligrams of CBD per day. That's a that's a good number to have, um, but a lot of companies are going to say, "Oh, well, we have 500 milligrams of hemp oil per serving." That doesn't tell you how much CBD is in it, though. Well, somebody—that's what you have to be very careful. Somebody who knows your stuff uh, just posted in the chat room and is agreeing with you, saying not all CBD oils are created equal. The recommended supplement for a healthy individual is 25 to 50 milligrams per day. Huge difference between products, she says. Some are a lot of carrier oil. So it's that is correct. Just speaking to what you were talking about earlier, you know, yeah. that, uh, uh, medium chain, medium chain triglycerides, like a medium, like we talked about, the gum is is the medium, right? It's the delivery system. Right. Uh, our hemp vape, for example, we have a hemp vape that's 100 milligrams of CBD in one vape, but the way to to actually vape it, it has medium chain triglycerides, which is coconut oil and some other products. They're all natural, but they obviously quote unquote dilute the potency yeah. of the CBD, right? But you need them to put them in a vape. I mean, it's a certain, certain. That's correct. Right. In this case, it works fine. We we actually we actually publish the amount of CBD per supplemental serving that we talk about. Well, that's the responsible way to go about it. And I, I you know I do want to mention actually, um, you know, we all get tremendous amounts of junk email. And uh, one thing I found turning up in the past six or eight months is all these spams for CBD oil. So apparently, it's becoming popular yeah. enough that a lot of uh, questionable people um, have stepped in to try to make <laughs> profits on it. Uh, somebody is also the one I get the one I the one I think is funny is the uh, the chewable gummies is the anti anxiety gummies. Those are the emails I keep getting for uh, <laughs> for CBD. So. Somebody wants to know, and I guess this is you're not a doctor, but I guess you can give us a general outlook. Is it safe to take with prescription meds? I guess it matter on which meds are involved. Great question again. Mm. Once again, I am not a doctor, and I would always say consult with your physician. I don't because I know who who's in their pockets, but that's my personal opinion. Mm. Um, the the studies that I've seen the 
main interference in the study that I've done, once again, not being a doctor, is that it may inhibit with some steroids. But it doesn't necessarily inhibit the ability of other quote-unquote drugs. Uh, the reason it's steroids, I believe the steroids might, and once again, I have to say, not a doctor, right. but uh, the steroids have some of the similar receptors, so they might inhibit one's going to fight the other to take, you know, for the body to accept. Um, but other than that, I have not seen any negative pieces. As a matter of fact, what's funny about it is blood uh, blood thinning is a side effect. It actually thins your blood, which helps natural. So people are getting off of blood pressure medications and, and blood thinners uh, because the natural side effect is that it thins the blood in a natural way. It's an anti-inflammatory. I do want to mention, actually, that you're mentioning that. Somebody in the chat room is also mentioning it and is also saying she's hoping to possibly see if she can get off Synthroid, too, along with her blood pressure medication. But she's saying she currently has no side effects from taking them together with those, at least those two drugs, you know. The I agree with that, yeah, but so. I, once again, I can't tell people to do yeah, that. Yeah, um, I perfectly understand that. At, and at the same point, please reach out to me, anyone who's listening. I have people who have had their blood pressure halved. I mean, we're talking someone who had 180 over 100 is now 110 over 70, mm. and they actually show us. And we're talking within a month. Weight loss, 46 pounds in 30 days. I mean, it's un- some of these things, are they're truly unbelievable until you – actually experiencing them, them yourselves yeah it definitely sounds uh well you know it's a it's, look it's a shame for 70 years we just sat on this thing i mean we, we, we yeah, wouldn't well, do anything else, someone but, sat on it yeah um well there is of course a lot yeah there's a lot of corporate intrigue going on here we know how much money tends to uh Make certain things available and other things not available. You know, That's correct. And, and the uh, other thing you want to be careful about is uh, CBDs are starting to become big in pharmaceutical companies, but they're synthetic. The body does not take to synthetic pieces. Look at look at the opioid epidemic. Right. These synthetic opioids. If you had natural opioids, not saying that's a good thing, <laughs> but but it's a much less harmful thing for you than a synthetic opioid for sure. I, no, I think it's absolutely true. It's you know, it's you can't make fake or synthetic, you know, uh, drugs and not expect the body to respond. And there's some people that feel that one of the biggest problems with uh, um, no su- no calorie sugar, whatever they're using, is that it uh, it starts screwing up your metabolism because it's a yes. left-handed molecule. Your body doesn't know how to process it, but it still thinks it's got sugar. So it's sort of like you're feeding the body like five or six different messages and it doesn't know where That's to go correct. forward. You know? So yeah, organic and, and more natural is always, is always a better way to do things. Um, and in addition, uh, artificial sweeteners tend to be a neurotoxin as well. So. Well, yeah. And then there's that too. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, somebody says, what about cholesterol? Do you know if it's used for cholesterol at all? You know, that's a great question. Uh, when we talk about the endocannabinoid system, the main, the primary source of that endocannabinoid system, it's the one of the largest, if not the largest, self-regulatory systems in the body. So it affects mood, blood sugar, all these other pieces. I would venture a guess that it would also affect that because the body's desires to be in what's called homeostasis. It's called balance, right? right sure. When, when your body's more acidic than alkaline, that's when the cancers come. That's when all the diseases come the autoimmune disorders. If you can get more alkaline and get more of a balance in your body, that 
nothing grows in alkaline, for example. Cancers don't grow in alkaline. So that's a very big piece is the homeostasis. What we're finding, once again, not a medical professional, but we're finding that this homeostasis is being uh, aided by CBD, especially through the endocannabinoid system. Because we have receptors. CB1 receptors are in the brain and in the nervous system. CB2 receptors are in the organs and in the immune system. And they actually attach to the to those cannabinoids that, that we take. So on one level, because we all needed apparently, making it a weed was pretty clever, uh, clever <laughs> so to yeah. speak. Um, you know what's funny? I, I want to say this too. A lot of people say miracle, right? And you hear miracle. And I, there's an interesting phrase that I heard about. I heard a miracle is just God's ordinary truth as seen through surprised eyes. <laughs> and it's okay. this, this plan. This plan a miracle it's just doing what it's always done for years we've just not accepted it recently we had all this time and then held it down for the last you know 80 hundred years right so we're getting more questions in here does it uh somebody says i took steroids for years and now i have weight issues can cbd can help me lose weight question mark could you would you elaborate a little more about that like how how it's used or do you do you have that at your fingertips i i can um so once again, with the homeostasis, I can give you firsthand knowledge of people who have lost a lot of weight. Okay. Weight loss is, once again, a strange side effect. Our supplement doesn't talk about the weight loss. Echo Connection, uh, when you look at it, they're more medical conditions. But what is the single root cause of 99.9% of medical conditions? It's inflammation. And as a natural anti-inflammatory, it helps reduce the medical condition by by addressing the inflammation uh, it's kind of a direct correlation i can't tell you promise you that that's going to happen but i know many people have lost 30 40 pounds in a month or they're realizing their genes are a little looser or things like that um i've had personal experiences with that as well okay um somebody is asking does uh, this is getting a little, a little specific but does it work in tandem with kratom, another natural pain reliever, and then I also was, I googled that while you were talking, and it looks like kratom is, uh, is, it's from an it's a tropical evergreen tree in the coffee family, and you make a soft paste, and I guess you use it as a pain killer. It, I don't know if, if you'd be capable of asking if it is, if it interacts with can, with CBD oil or not, but, or these products. Ah. I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to answer that, but I can speak about the cannabinoids and their entourage effect. You know, all the cannabinoids working together. Okay. Uh, sure. And I do and I don't see that in inhibiting the effect of ketone. So I would say in a in a weird way, ketone does one thing, C B D and cannabinoids might do another, but they don't fight each other for the same thing. But once again I don't know that one hundred percent. Okay, I, I don't either. I just by Googling I'm noticing some people are saying, What is the DEA want a bad crit? Cretum, uh, so it looks like there's a lot of questions about it too. Which, who knows, maybe you'll need somebody to research it the same way they do kind of uh, CBD oil. So maybe I'll be a cretum. Uh, I'll be a cretum advocate next you get, time. You so. have to be careful how you pronounce that. Okay, cretum. Cretum. Okay. Uh, so we got about five or six minutes before we get into the next uh, break. But I'd like to. I'd like to start touching into how you. Um, and we may be interrupted by chat questions, but have you? Uh, Okay, this is a good question, and uh, I'm not saying this to challenge you, but somebody's just saying, sounds like a modern-day snake oil. What would he say to skeptics? 
That is a great question. I would uh, I would rip. advise you to do more research and take it yourself and see what the effects are. Uh, there actually was a company that called it a snake oil, and there was a lawsuit, and our parent company actually won the lawsuit. Just uh, make yeah. disputing those claims, um, and I have more information of that. I don't want to be too specific because I don't want to speak something out of my league until I can right. show it on paper. But uh, I do know there was a large lawsuit after after that. Uh, there were some questions about you know the quality of the product at some points, but we triple lab test everything with our product, and we we. We uh, are very stringent. We have lot numbers on all our products that a lot of companies don't have. So you can actually trace it back to a specific batch and whatnot. Well, Um, you obviously have much more uh, concern about quality control because, uh, you know, just batch numbers and and identifying the the amounts, you're much more like a, not to insult anybody, like an actual drug or manufacturing company that's trying to do something legit, you know. Absolutely. And and I would say that I welcome skeptics because guess what, Anthony? I'm a skeptic. <laughs> I'll I'll share how I got to this. It's an amazing story. I trust me, I it's a it's an interesting story that I'm sure we'll share probably after the break, but I'm a s I'm a natural skeptic. I have to vet everything. Well, if you we have about five minutes if you want to start the story. Uh, Absolutely. You know, wherever you want. I know you had an interesting number of experiences happen regarding how you came across CBD oil. So start with one, and then I'll holler when we have Absolutely. to go to commercials. Go ahead. Sounds great. So it actually started very earthly, and then it turned spiritual. And that's how I know <laughs> it was a it was a total, complete answer for me, if that makes sense. So my ex-girlfriend's father uh, was diagnosed with stage 4 lung cancer in December of 2015. He was given 18 months to live. And... Um, I had a medical card already, and I knew that at least marijuana would help with chemo and nausea and possibly with radiation. You've heard all those stories. So I actually took him to a couple seminars around the valley with medical dispensaries. And when I say the valley, I mean Phoenix, uh, Phoenix area. So I started researching, you know, how I can help him after his chemo treatment not feel sick or not feel worse. And during that, this is when CBD came to me. Uh, the doctor started talking about, and it was a medical doctor that works in the holistic world now, and he talks about CBD being this pretty amazing thing, and came across this product called Rick Simpson Oil. Rick Simpson Oil was named after a gentleman, surprisingly, named Rick Simpson. <laughs> and he claims that uh, he cured his cancer by making this product out of marijuana. The challenge with that was you have to take a gram of his product a day. He tells you to take a gram up of product every day for 90 days to have a real good fighting chance. The challenge with medical marijuana, though, if it's derived from marijuana, each gram could have potentially up to 600 milligrams, 600 milligrams of THC. Mm. You can't function on 600 milligrams. I mean, when when people talk about getting high, they're talking 10, 15 milligrams in a quote-unquote, you know, whatever they take to get high. He works with power tools. He has to get up and down ladders. He has to drive around sites. He works in remodeling. He works in construction. He can't provide for his family and do this. Yet he he had to do both. Mm. So that's how I got into CBD as a whole. That's how I understood the CBD was working. What's interesting is February of this year, my godmother's sister-in-law, she uh, lives in Phoenix, 
She calls me up on a Monday night and she goes, what do you know about CBD? And I naturally said, actually, I know a lot because I've been studying with my, my ex's dad to, you know, to help him out with getting some alternative treatments. So she said, there's a meeting on Tuesday night. Would you like to go? And I'm, I look at my, I look at my watch and I'm like, it's like 10 o'clock at night on a Monday. <laughs> you want me to go to a, to a meeting Tuesday? And if anyone's familiar with Phoenix area, there's hundreds of miles between two, two places in Phoenix. Okay. It is a drive. There's just a lot of traffic. So, but something in me said, go. So I went Tuesday night and, you know, we had people telling their story and I'll be honest, same thing. Skeptic in me said, wow, these stories sound way too good to be true. But then they started talking about some of the actual quote unquote science behind that, right? The CBD, what it is and how it works. And everything resonated because I had already studied this for a year. Um, so two weeks later, I signed up. I signed up with uh, my my uh, godmother's sister-in-law. And we've been doing this together since uh, February 27th of this year. Mm. Um, now, what's great about this is my ex's dad, he's 20 in and they gave him a hard eight, they gave him a, I'm sorry he's 22 months in they gave him a hard 18 months wow. and I personally believe that it's helping him lengthen his quality of life give him more time with his his daughter and his wife and it's a better quality of life I see him you know whenever I can so he's still okay he's still doing very well He's um, still doing very well. As a matter of fact, he takes chemo, and if I could tell him to be careful with that, I think, you know, we all hear about what chemo is. It's basically affecting the effectiveness of the CBD oil in right. some way because chemotherapy is basically as a whole, you know, no disrespect to the industry, it's basically poison, right? It's a race against time. You either right. kill the cancer or you kill the patient. There's there's no there's no in between there. Yeah. Um we're just getting ready to go to break, uh, and just one quick thing. Somebody, uh, well, two quick things. I don't mind running a pinch over one. Uh, somebody said old time snake oil was filled with opioids and cocaine. The 1930s <laughs> changed much of that, but he remembered taking cough medicines in the 40s, locate, loaded with opioids. I guess you get them somebody high enough, they're not going to care if they're coughing. Uh, but somebody also asked, "What about and this? You may may not be aware of this. What about sleep apnea? Do you think CBD oil can help that?" Absolutely. That's a great question as well. Go ahead. Um, yeah, it, there are studies that show, once again, I'd refer you to echoconnection.org, but I'd also want you to contact me offline so we can have a conversation about it. <laughs> um, what, one of the funny thing is, if you're familiar with COPD, yes. yes, one of the most effective ways to take CBD is to vape. And if you ever told someone with COPD that they would smoke something, yes. To help with their COPD, they would think you're crazy. Um, But once again, the way it works and the way it's administered in the lungs is a very effective way for COPD, asthma, and things like that. Um, I'm not a doctor, once again, but I have seen some – we do have people that with asthmatic issues, COPD, and some other uh, sleep apnea, those types of things as well. Well, you may not be a doctor, but you certainly witnessed and read the statistics and seen it in action, so that's – I have. Yes, valid enough for me. And what I would actually say is, as well, is um, there's a there's an article on Echo Connection, five types of medications that CBD could potentially replace. Hmm. And painkillers is one of them. Anti-anxiety medications is another. Depression medications. Anti-epilepsy medications. And sleeping pills. So there's that runs the gamut of pretty much everything that we've talked about today already. 
Wow. Okay. Um, we're going to break for a commercial. I just uh, I, I want to discuss this when we come back, uh, but this may not be connected directly to you. Uh, the person in the chat room who has been using uh, CBD stuff says anti-inflammation and puts a big exclamation point. Somebody else says, I can tell you that my kidneys shut down after I qu- took quite a bit of THC from a legal dispensary. Now, we're talking about, I guess, medical marijuana at this point. Um, I went to the dispenser for the first time, and they presented the products in a way that made it seem I could take the product as candy. Dosing is really up to the patient, (laughs) so she took a lot. So uh, Interesting. uh, I'd like to hear about that. Can I take just any dose of the non-THC stuff? Like, is there a risk of overdoing it is what the question is. Yeah, so once again, I will will tell you our most – we have a product that is our most potent, quote-unquote, potent supplement product. Mm -hmm. It's – it's suggested uh, daily do- uh, usage is 120 milligrams of CBD. Now, we are administering 4 milligrams of CBD per kilogram for children. So, once again, a 110-pound child is getting 200 milligrams of CBD in studies. Mm. So, we're not finding that our uh, our highest, most potent product is having that kind of effect. Okay. Once again, I would I would always ask if you have questions. You do have medical professionals, but a lot of medical professionals are not trained on this yet. No, not quite uh, yet. But but remember, THC and CBD are different. So yes. the person that that ingested a lot of THC is going to have different effects. Yeah, just as I mentioned, and then we're going to actually go to commercial. Um, hemp itself, uh, which is also a form of cannabis, has less than 03 percent. THC, uh, whereas marijuana, which some of us are using for medical reasons and some of us are using for recreational use, has anywhere from five to thirty-five percent. So you're talking at least like a hundred percent more uh, in medical marijuana than might be in in uh, can- uh, hemp. So, uh, and if I may, if I may interject one more thing, Anthony, yeah. uh, there's a concentrate you can take. I actually have a THC product that is seventy-five plus percent THC. Ah. I mean, they're making they're making some pretty strong concentrates as well. So the, when we talk about the five to thirty five percent, it's generally in the flower at budding, like when they cut it. Right. It has that THC content. A lot of dispensaries and a lot of companies are making concentrates, so they're actually seventy five, eighty percent THC now. These people are not going to be able so. to leave their house, for God's sake. Um, <laughs> it's true. I've okay. seen it. <laughs> We're cutting to a commercial. Just one quick statement from somebody in the chat room. Yes, it has helped me with pain, helped my husband with mobility in his trigger finger and pain in his knees, as well as regulating his blood sugars. It helped her daughter with anxiety. And then she just says lots of personal stories out there. So on that note, we are actually going to go to about three minutes of commercials, and we'll be right back. And we are back for the last segment of uh, Cosmic Tuesdays, which is heard every Monday evening from 9.30 to 11 p.m. Um, it is October 30th, 2017, and we are chewing the fat with uh, Mark. Mark, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay. Galactic Empire with an H, not empire, uh, .com is a place to uh, check out. He's just starting his... Uh, his website up and he's going to be in a lot of information about it. You also want to mention echoconnection.org is another place where you can do research. There's apparently some articles uh, posted there with research about uh, CBD oil and the different uses of hemp that uh, have some interest 
for those of you. And you've got a, there's not a lot of people in the chat room, but I think we're all going to be buying stuff from you, uh, just <laughs> as a mention. Okay, well, so, I'm not here. To, I'm not here to sell anything. I'm here to share, and we'll go from there. Well, so. no, I understand. <laughs> this is not an infomercial. I just want to mention that. Not but, at all. But I do. But you know, you are actually. Uh, Certainly, representing a company that is dedicated to doing it right, you know, which is, you know, measurements and and I don't know, treating it like it's a real thing and not just something to make money off of. So, uh, yeah, yeah and, and the CEO of the, of the parent company has has his own story, and I'll share that when you reach out to me. I'll share his story as well, okay. and he might even get on the call and share his story. With okay, you. how the CBD company uh, that you work with? Uh, how did it? How did it? How did you get involved with them? Um, so yeah, so this is what happened. My my uh, godmother's sister in law calls me and she right. says, "There's a meeting. Would you like to go?" I sign up. Now this is where it gets interesting. Um, I shared my spiritual journey last time we spoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crystal Vermeer is a psychic medium. I ref- I referenced her in my spiritual journey. This is this is where I knew it all came together. I knew it was the right path. Um, Crystal uh, would, will allow me to share her story, so I, I made sure that she would let me do it. Okay, but. Um, I signed up February 27th, but Crystal had some medical uh, issues going on in December of 2016. And she was sitting there, and she always has a notepad and paper because she always gets messages. And she was feeling a little bit down in the dumps watching TV and started scribbling. And she scribbled um, Amway. She scribbled shit ton of money. (laughs) And she scribbled... uh, ingesting marijuana so this was december of 2016 now i had a reading with her in october of 2016 we had just met then we weren't very close at all but uh this is what's interesting she wrote this down she reached out to her daughter and she's like what does ingest marijuana mean and her daughter says mom you're talking about cbd you're talking about cbd but she could have called me in december right and if she had called me in december i would not have had any uh, understanding of this company. Yet, I signed up February 27th. A week later, she calls me literally out of the blue. She goes, Mark, you have a medical marijuana license to our card, don't you? And I said, absolutely. She goes, what do you know about CBD? I mean, it was the mirrored question that my sister, my godmother's sister-in-law had asked me. I, and, I, you know, the first one was, that's funny you should ask me. I know a lot about CBD. This one was, that's funny you should ask me. I just signed up with a company that does <laughs> CBD. Coincidence. And she said. Synchronicity. Yeah, go ahead. It's synchronicity. Once again, if she had said it a month earlier, there would have been no context for me. And she said, is it a, is it a multi-level marketing company? Is it, is it like, an, you know, Amway? Because she wrote down Amway. And I said, yes, it is, actually. As a matter of fact, how would you know that? <laughs> and then she goes, uh, is it new? Because it had to be a new company. We'd only been around less than two years. I said, it's absolutely relatively new. And then she signed up. And I know in my heart that it's all coming together in that way. Uh, I affectionately call our team a spirit squad in a weird way, but we have a lot of other people. But it's really a calling for us. But I mean, that actually ties in because Bill is saying, is his company set up like Amway or that other company, forgetting the name, where one cannot just buy something but have to become an agent? How is your... What? This is where it's interesting. Um, When you talk about Amway and these other companies, there's that pyramid name, right? You get that pyramid scheme type uh, 
connection, right? We do not get paid for signing people up to be what we call brand ambassadors. Okay. We can send, you can purchase the product as much or as little as you want. You can also become a brand ambassador if you want. Most of us choose that route because uh, we actually get paid to take the product versus just getting a discount on the product. Uh, because we we have a group and a team of people. Now, the reason that a direct marketing works for this is because of the stigma. Anthony, you yourself said that you don't understand. You know, it's pretty new knowledge, right? Right. You can't exactly advertise hemp uh, in you know in, in just major publications because people still have that misnomer. They they link it with marijuana and things like that. So when we talk about direct marketing, the reason the structure is is because it's face to face you know contact. It helps us explain what it is and how it works right. a much better way in a small group. So that's how we have it. But I I don't care what you do with it. <laughs> to be completely honest, we have a huge team of people. We probably have 100, 100 people in our team since February. Mm-hmm. But uh, but you don't have to do that if you don't choose. Uh, we I think I mentioned Stephanie uh, Gerard. She is uh, she's a psychic medium in Washington, and I, you may even have her on your show in the future. I might. Uh, she she just bought the product. She she didn't want anything to do with the other part, and she's welcome to do that. Okay. So, so options yeah. are available. Nothing's necessarily getting pushed on somebody one way or the other. That um, is correct. It's not our job to tell you what to do with it. Right. We're here to share the knowledge. And if if it resonates with you, like like you said at the beginning of your show, if it resonates, right. then we, we welcome you with open arms. If it doesn't resonate, that's okay. And we have a question from the chat room, which uh, it's about other CDB companies, but I'm put it to you is there a danger of different online cbd companies potentially tainting their products with uh, drugs or other ingredients now i know earlier we talked about so-called filler oil but what about somebody playing games with this stuff and trying to put something in it or have you had any heard any stories is the best way to put it without naming names of, of extremely suspicious cbd oil companies the biggest well, the regulations are tough. I mean, I've heard people selling hemp water on eBay where they just take hemp leaves and they put them in water. Um, I, I don't know how that works, and they try to absorb it. One of the best extraction methods is alcohol. So you have to be very careful on how the CBD is extracted. We actually use decarboxylation, which is is, is the method that's the most pure, cleanest method. I don't speak poorly of other companies. Unfortunately, I can't speak for them. But if, if you do read the ingredients, if alcohol is used as in the extraction process to get the CBD in the liquid, you're basically taking alcohol. That's not good, like ethyl alcohol, things like that. Mm-hmm. I would certainly steer away from that. I'd rather go the natural route with just the pure oil itself. Now, out of curiosity, you're saying a lot of doctors might not be familiar with it. Um, and know what to prescribe for what particular situation. And I know you're saying you just sell it and people can do with it what they want. Is there other areas where you can find out what suggested dosages are, what to use them for? Is there a particular yeah. CBD oil clearinghouse or uh, webpage or something? <laughs> you know? well, uh, in, in, with Echo Connection, like I said, the, the studies, I believe, even go into the quote-unquote dosages and those other scientific studies. Uh, like we said, normal, healthy human beings, in general, they say 50 milligrams of CBD a day. Our products are based on a 30-day supply of 50 milligrams. 
We also have a product that's 120 milligrams a day for 30 days. Uh, we have obviously the more quote unquote extreme the medical condition, the greater the you know concentration may be more effective. Um, but it's very challenging. It kind of is a give and take. You start taking this, and that's what happened to me. You start realizing where your level is. Um, in my understanding, I haven't seen anybody overdose on anything like this. And to be honest, I wouldn't think that you'd want to take more than X or Y. Um, I believe Crystal tells me that she takes one. She takes probably 220 milligrams a day. Okay. Um, but I take right now. I take 120 milligrams a day. I take our flagship product. Mm-hmm. So, so some people have to figure it out for themselves. But it doesn't sound like it's particularly dangerous to work it out either. So, uh, I, I would, I would say, you know, personally, we actually have a zero THC product. It's about 90 percent effective of the what we call a full spectrum that has all the other cannabinoids. I am finding that as a great starting point. Uh, because it's literally pure CBD oil. Hmm. Uh, it's about 56 milligrams a day, 31 milligrams in an oil form, 25 milligrams in a capsule midday. The reason we do use a capsule, it's a lot more convenient, right? At lunchtime, oh, yeah. to take a sure. capsule. You're not going to be pulling out oil and spilling it everywhere. No, that wouldn't be, uh, that wouldn't be very <laughs> easy. Um, yeah. So you, you've, you know, it's interesting because this is something that's a bursting out after like 70 years of, you know, being hidden under the covers and stuff, and um, it's just a matter of getting the corporations under control. I know it's been oil; big oil has been against it. Forests, foresters have been against it. Um, they've just one of the fascinating things in that article about Henry Ford was uh, when he made the car itself out of hemp, and it mm-hmm. also ran on hemp oil. And they were talking right. about how it was the the hemp. Uh, plates, for want of a better term, were actually as strong, if not stronger, than steel. Ten times stronger than steel. Ten times stronger than steel. And lighter. Um, Uh, I believe the video shows someone him taking a hammer to the paneling, and it doesn't even dent. They just wipe it right off. It looked like that. I only got that link shortly before we went on the air, so I didn't (laughs) do a full... uh, But no, it's definitely worth checking out uh, the... uh, And I would certainly ask you to research that, too, because he henry ford was a visionary i mean he saw the applications right. he was a he he was an american i mean he was a true patriot he believed in the farmers and he believed in giving back in in its own way and he found all these amazing things from you know from what we had already and uh, just as i mentioned i'm, I'm putting the uh, url in the chat room i also want to mention if you're curious about henry ford it is at uh, collectiveevolution.com there's a hyphen there, collectiveevolution.com backslash 2013 backslash 02 backslash 25. Uh, or you could just Google Henry Ford Hemp Plastic Car Stronger, and you'll probably get uh, a way to there. Um, or you could reach out to me. I'm here to share the information. Uh, I know that this is going to spark a lot of contact, and I this is my this is my passion. This is my purpose. I'm here to share knowledge. And I'm here to share it with anyone who, who wants to talk with me about it. Yeah, we got people. Oh, somebody said, yes, years ago, got squat on YouTube. Apparently, the video is also on YouTube. Because somebody said, what? Henry Ford really did that. And I'm saying, yes, he did. He, he was a visionary <laughs> in his own way. I won't even talk about his darker side. But he certainly did a lot to change the world in positive ways, too. So uh, Absolutely. Um, 
Well, this is all pretty pretty fascinating in general. Uh, it's it sounds kind of exciting because we're we're coming to a point now. People are getting more and more wary of all the meds. You know, it's got to do with medicine that you basically you go to your doctor and they prescribe something for you, and it's just sort of like, well, maybe I want to get rid of this condition. I don't want to live with it. So it'd be nice to see uh, more natural, more organic kind of uh, things come into play here and and take care of issues that maybe you don't have to be addicted to a particular drug for the rest of your life. You know, um, correct. Uh, so, uh, you know, some, yeah. something about that too, Anthony, if I may, um, you know, we've always had this hub and spoke way to get information, right? Mm. We've had, we've had people in power telling us what's right for us, what's wrong for us. Right. You know, we are now starting to share around the spoke from spoke to spoke, uh, through social media, through yes. understanding we are, un- we are now kind of circumventing the people in control. And to be completely honest, they're they're a little concerned about that because the one thing that people want if they're in control yes. is to keep control, right? Yes. Um, I you know when I use politicians as a piece, and I'm not going to get political, but the first job of a politician is not to serve the people; it's to get reelected. Yeah. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, that seems to be the case. So we are now starting to be very open minded and understand and listen to each other in a much different way than we ever had the ability to. So I'm grateful for all of that. No, I definitely, I, I, I know what you're talking about because I think the uh, the top-down, the pyramids method of society has worked maybe fine for thousands of years, but it's changed. It's it's more it's more tribal now. We're almost back to individuals connected through uh, like Facebook than than having to go to the main office and having to go down from there all the time. So right. yeah, it's I will say social media is changing the kind of way we look at things and is taking power away for good or for bad from the people in charge. Um, yes. And there are some people that take advantage of that part, portion of it, and they, they send misinformation. But um, to your point, when you started the, the broadcast, you spoke about personal truth, right? It's your personal truth. Right. Everyone is different. There is not a one-size-fits-all in this world. Yeah, it, it isn't. And I think it's – well, astrologically also we're entering the Aquarian age, which, which you know, I, look, you could argue with astrologers it could happen anywhere from like 19 – 1700 to now, but the thing is there has been a shift in the ages of astrology are about 2,000 years long. So we're kind of shifting into a more uh, Aquarius is about the future, it's about new ideas, new concepts, it's about the individual both expressing themselves and also serving humanity. The symbolism of Aquarius is the water bearer. It's uh, it's not the water, it's the fact that this person serves the tribe. He goes down to the river, he gets the, the, the water filled up and brings it back to people so they can cook. Of course, we're going back centuries at this point. But that was the <laughs> symbol of the water bearer. He served sure. the society. And I think we're coming to an age when more and more of us are trying to serve society and trying to make these connections. And this certainly fits uh, every level of the Aquarian age. It's, it's futuristic, it's old, it's useful, it's, it's, it's individualized. You can, you know, you can divorce yourself from major corporations and take care of your own stuff so uh yeah no it's it, technology has come a long way too because you know the extraction method is pretty high tech let's be honest even though it's still all natural it's a very high tech extraction method that normally you just eat it back in the day right so right. we're able to get concentrations higher and still be natural that, and that's something that's really important as well yeah absolutely um well we're down to about four minutes left so uh we're gonna have to wrap this show up um Mark, you've opened up so many doors here, and you've certainly made lots and lots of people, uh, you know, uh, 
We're getting we're getting cynical cynical chat rumors saying uh, doctors and pharmacies want to treat the symptoms, not find the cure. No money in the cure. That's correct. Uh, That's correct. And Bill says one has to go to the mind to find the cures. And I'm a big fan of combining the two. I'm not anti-doctor, but I think uh, spiritual healing and mental healing are an important part of it all, not just. Uh, not just taking a drug. There's a there's a spiritual side to every illness. So uh, it seems like that's this, true. This is something that can, uh, you know, uh, help uh, our friend earlier who's talking about CBD. Uh, that's where it all starts. She says one of the reasons I'm so intrigued by CBD is she says there are receptors in the brain and throughout the body. So uh, yeah, okay, sounds good to me. Um, we're wrapping up um, Mark Pulse, P-U-L-S. You can find him on Facebook if you want to go directly to him. You can go to Galactic Empire. That's with an H, H-E-M-P-I-R-E dot com. That's also a Facebook page that has just been started, but more things will be added. So contact him if you have any questions whatsoever about uh, all this stuff. I'm sure there are thousands of questions. We've probably barely touched what uh, what this is about. I do want to mention, if you're listening to the show, uh, in the opening and closing, uh, we opening and closing music is Mike Freeman, Zona Vibe, uh, and you can find him at jazzvibevibe.com. He's got a number of CDs. You can listen to some samples there. Uh, I love his stuff, which is why. I use it on my show, and maybe you'll like it, and maybe you'll pick up a few CDs yourself. So, Mark, thank you uh, a thousand times a thousand. And uh, thank you. It's and if I may, really quickly, I I am national. We're actually international. So if I have enough group of people, I will come visit anyone. That's that's what I'm here for. Okay. Uh, We have people flying around the country uh, for all of this. So so somebody puts together a group of like ten or fifteen people, and they want to. You address them. You could be contacting. You would possibly fly. Maybe absolutely. Okay, definitely. I'd I'd start with probably phone conversations, but we certainly could go and take off from there. Um, There is a business aspect to this, and this is going to be my full time uh, very soon. My one and only purpose. So, so you're out there changing the world, and uh, hopefully, we'll change with it. I hope so. uh, (laughs) I think I think I'm ready to. I got my money ready. I just got to find out what it's for. What to use it for. So uh, thank you very, very much. Um, And uh, you have a good night, Mark. And now we're going to end with a song called Pendulum from Mike Freeman's Zona Vibe from their most recent album called uh, Blue Jade. So uh, thanks again, Mark. And uh, here we go. Thank you. Once again, that was an interview I conducted with Anthony S. Pico, professional astrologer, back on October 30th, 2017. I hope everyone gets out to vote today. It's very important. Uh, For whom you vote does not matter, but I hope that you do uh, go out there and vote. Thank you again for checking this out. We will have a brand new episode on Friday, November 6th. Sixth. Sixth. Uh, uh, British people say sixth, so I'll say sixth. Um, But November 6th, we'll have a brand new episode out. Thanks so much for listening to this one, guys. Please get out to vote. Have a great day. Good luck, everybody.